everybody. Welcome into another edition of Head Coach U. I am Brian Fisher, joined as always by Bronco Mendenhall, the former BYU and Virginia head coach. And Bronco, I know we always say that we got some special guests. I always love when we can double up the number of Texans here on the, on the podcast. <laughs> for the welcome the head coach there at USC, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln, thank you so much for stopping by. Absolutely. Great to, great to connect with you guys. Really appreciate you having me. Absolutely. Well, one, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on, not just because you guys are having a ton of success down there in L.A., but, uh, you know, I, it caught my eye a couple of weeks ago, kind of before the season started. You had your staff took them out and, and got a health check. I know that was a special personally uh, uh, a big thing for, for you. Could you maybe fill in everybody, especially a lot of the coaches that are listening in to what exactly happened and what the impetus was? Yeah, yeah, it started uh, uh, one of our coaches when we first got here at USC in a long time, very dear friend, Dave Nickel, uh, ended up getting uh, diagnosed with cancer pretty early on in our tenure here and unfortunately passed away a couple of months later. And um, we were thinking about kind of in the aftermath of that, we're thinking about, you know, one, how could we, you know, honor Dave and his legacy? And then, and two, I think as a, as a head coach, you're, and Coach Mendenhall knows this as well as anybody, you're, you're always, you're constantly thinking about like, how can I take care of my people? You know, how, how, whether it's the players, the staff, like what can I do to better serve them? And um, yeah, the idea was born of, of, you know, one, could there been of something in place to potentially catch it? Um, you know, maybe get a head start on, on some of these things that seem to sneak up on us in life. And, and then we thought, obviously, naming it in Dave's memory uh, and, and hopefully starting some trends across the country where this happened more would be a would potentially be a great thing. And, and it was near and dear to our heart. I mean, you had with Dave, obviously, you had Coach Leach, um, you know, in his in his situation, passing away right here down the road at UCLA. A good friend of ours, uh, Billy McGovern, same thing. And so, um, yeah, I just it really it just kind of been on our mind, and it, it kind of started as a thought and we started piecing together how it would work and we were able to do the you know first annual uh you know dave nickel health check here for our coaching staff uh when when we came back off of vacation before fall camp and uh, we were we were lucky usc and 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 everybody here was great to work with and they helped organize it they brought all the different doctors and um all the different specialists everyone over at our facility um did um kind of a round of testing with every staff member that wanted to opt in which i think just about every single coaching staff member did it and um, and then scheduled a lot of follow-up opportunities with all the different specialists after the case. And we're, we're going to make that a yearly, a yearly deal here. Uh, we as coaches, a lot of times, you know, we get so locked in on our job and then our families and all the other things going on that we sometimes put our health um, on the back burner and uh, you know, and, and, and that's something as head coaches, I feel like it's our responsibility to say, where can we do better and where can we create a, a an opportunity where there's not that built-in excuse that we would all find to not do it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think it was successful. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, was, was uh, meant a lot to the people here, not just for the action, but obviously who it was named after and kind of the memories of our good friends that aren't here anymore. I, I think so many in the coaching profession, especially because of the pressure, because of the visibility, really your personal needs are, are put on, uh, the back burner and, and there's this maybe this um, mentality of sacrifice right you're giving up things for the betterment of and I, I really like the idea of a structured um, and a process that makes it easy to do hard things because quite frankly the coaches unless 
right? You've scheduled that time and made it easy for them. And, and if anything else, um, encouraged, they're probably not going to do it. And, and I think as you already know, right now, especially in season, the chance then that that continues, right? Unless there's a bye week opportunity or, or unless there's something else that, that you, as you already know, the head coach is responsible for everybody. And unless you double down on that, it could easily only be annual, which is way better than not yes. having it, right? Yes. Way better. Yes. I think the challenge will be uh, to, um, to compound that to maybe it's quarterly and how within the structure, because I think you're onto something that's, that's number one is necessary, number two beneficial, and, and number three uh, will help your organization over the long term of keeping the right people with you, but also benefiting their families and, their, and your players. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the first point you made, we're, we're our own worst enemy as coaches yes. sometimes. The, the competitive nature in you is you feel, I don't know, it's a, it's not a, it's not an ego thing, but it's, it's knowing that you did everything you can for the team and for your guys. And, you know, if you sleep at the office one night or you put in 20 hours in a day on this, you feel like, all right, I, I, I did everything I could, you know, I, 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 I and that's not, obviously that's not always conducive to good health and it's not always accurate. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's trying to find some balance uh, for all of us. And, and I think it's, it's like anything as the, as the head coach, what you emphasize is going to become a priority in, in the, in the organization, what any leader does, like that's going to become the priority. And so if by doing this, not only it's just the one time a year, a couple of times a year it happens, but does it set an expectation throughout the department that, take care of yourself. You know, it, it is important. Well, and the time, energy and effort that, that you'll have to, um, because they'll see the modeling and they'll see if, 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 um, the sincerity and the, and the stickiness of this initiative is really driven by you besides the launch, right? The, the watch and see as everyone does. Yes. And, and as, as you know, right, um, man, your next game is coming and the next opponent is coming and the next, everything else that's coming, and so I think, man, as a leader, if, if you can pull that off and masterfully do that, the benefit and possibly the precedent because of the visibility you have at USC, that could end up gaining traction broader on a broader scope across the country, which now you're talking about, I think, really doing something valuable besides just really caring for your people. Someone will be saying, wait, if USC can do that with all their pressure, then we certainly could do that. And that that captures my attention. For sure, yeah, that's that's the hope, and that that uh, get to honor some great people's memory uh, along the way, and hopefully create change and make everybody better. Yeah. As you as you balance those kind of initiatives, and now you're in season, and then you're thinking about your family, and then you're thinking. So I would love to know, uh, maybe maybe how you prioritize, and and I already know what the season looks like, and for our listeners, they probably try to understand what the season looks like, but how do you make sense of it all in terms of? any semblance of a balance, uh, knowing it won't ever be uh, quantitative, but it could be quality. And I'm anxious just to hear your take on how you make it work. Well, I, I really, I think the first thing is in, in the off season, I try to really build like myself up as much as I can, because you know, there's going to be an element of build it up and then break it down. Um, and so I've tried to be, do a good job of being as health conscious as I can be in the off season as much as possible. Try to, you know, try to the things I can control, try to eat healthy, try to get regular sleep, 
uh, try to work out. Um, and I do a pretty good job of that in the off season. The season's a little bit of a different story. <laughs> um, you know, we've, we've really, we've pushed hard here on the nutritional side of it for the mm-hmm. staff. Like, so often, you know, like you, you get in there on a Monday night and you're watching film and you get pizza or, you're, you know, or everybody's in the room dipping or you're, you know, you're eating, just eating whatever you can get your hands on. Um, so we've really tried to, within the things we can control, try to make it easier for things to be like healthy, mm-hmm. uh, like healthy options for the guys. Uh, Cause I mean, I think that's the one thing like, yeah, you're probably not going to work out as much. Maybe in season, out of season, you don't have that much time, but you can always eat healthy. Like you yeah. can always do that. And I think a part of the deal in college football is it's not like guys are breaking off for an hour lunch break, right? Mm-hmm. So like, like making making those healthy choices available for the entire staff where it's where it's easy. Um, I think has been one big thing for us. We certainly had to adapt a little bit here because because coaching in, in Los Angeles. Um, is a little bit different than doing it um, in, in your normal, like kind of small town college atmospheres. And so yeah. uh, as far as like kind of, you know, talking like our commute in all that this second year, we've, I think, found a schedule that has a little bit less extremes. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we've in, improved that. So the guys are still, you know, getting to see their families. They're still getting to get, um, you know, a, a decent night's sleep. Um, and, and hopefully able, able to kind of maintain pace a little bit more all the way through it. Uh, yeah. And then I, I say personally for me, I mean, it's, um, I think I've, I've really had to learn to be find ways to be as efficient with my time as mm-hmm. possible. And mm-hmm. I've just basically got it down to, I mean, I'm either, I'm either sleeping, working or I'm with my family. And there's nothing, nothing exactly. Like there's, there's also not much wasted time either. That's I've got now where I can I can work on my commute both in and out. So I mean that's that's not you know instead of having to stay at the office you know 40 minutes later to get work done, I do the last 40 minutes of work on the way in and the first 40 minutes of work you know back mm-hmm. back uh, back uh, up here to LA in the morning. So it, I've tried to just be the efficiency and like what is what are the things I have to do and then where are the areas that you know, I'm not just guarding my desk or we're not like overdoing something where I can be more efficient with my time. So, I mean, I think those have been, I certainly haven't mastered it. I feel like I've gotten a little better through the years with it. Um, and, and certainly feel more settled in the second time around, uh, here at SC. I love listening to the customization or the adaptation that you've put in place, uh, as USC is different than right. Oklahoma, which was different than maybe East Carolina, which is yes. different than, each place, right? There's a there's a, a period of discovery where yes. if you really pay attention, then the adaptation can can happen where the efficiency and you can leverage that to to hopefully make it um, to differentiate to even make it more special for the coaches and the players, uh, yeah. and got to kind of highlight each spot. And so it sounds like year two, you're on a, a good path to at least not only discovering but then implementing some processes that are making a difference for you. Yeah, you know, you you know, you've done it, coach. I mean, you just that second year you do is just so much that you didn't even know that you didn't know the first year. Right. For and sure. I think that's kind of the fun parts of feeling like you're really starting to optimize like yes. everybody's experience here. Yeah. So as you, as you consider now um, the second year and already starting into it and you can feel the momentum generating, which it's easy to see even from where I sit um, 
as you think about challenges or, or things that are coming across your desk as the head coach based on this stage of the program? Um, what kind of things are manifesting as to, man, okay, now we're taking on this because we're a little bit farther along or, or whatever the stage of growth you're in, what kind of things or friction points are you encountering yeah, it's, or opportunities? It's- yeah, you said it well. I mean, like it, we've tried to make a point to ourselves, the staff, the team here in the second year is like just because you're in year two doesn't mean that challenges go away. Like if if, if these challenges go away, then these challenges are coming. Like there's exactly. always the constant's going to be there is a challenge no matter what situation you're, went, yes. you're in, you're one, you're two, you're 10. Like it, it the, the challenges always come with it. I, I think our our challenges in a lot of ways are different than, than 12 months ago. Um, you know, our, our roster is uh, a little deeper, a little more talented than we were 12 months ago. Um, there's a lot less new certainly here. Um, I think our challenges a little bit now are, uh, you know, once you've had a, a little bit of perceived success, there's the outside, um, the outside narrative is, is much different. And I think our, and expectations. And I think even the expectations within the walls are, are different. And so that can be a good thing, but as you know, it can also be, it, it can also be uh, debilitating too, if, if you allow it to be. And so I think our mindset there is, is certainly much different. I, I also think, I mean, when you get a deeper roster, the natural challenges are only 11 guys are going to be on the field. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's, Last year was a little bit easier in, in a lot of instances because it was pretty clear who was going to play and who wasn't. Um, so you had less of you had less of maybe having to deal with all the different guys and who's playing and all, you know where each guy's at mentally because it was a little more clear cut. Now it's for good reason it's less clear cut, but now you get the challenges on yes. the other end of it. So yeah, I think. I think those are a few of the things right now um, that we're dealing with. And then I think, too, just trying to um, I think trying to stay focused just right now on just what's right in front of us right now, Um, because with all that's going on, you know, we're getting ready to go to the Big Ten next year. Um, All the scheduling differences, all the all the different stuff that's changing right now. Um, There's just there's a lot lot out there and we gotta we gotta do a great job ourselves as coaches and and helping our players learn to really keep the their eye on the ball right now and it's uh you know we're, we're getting stressed in some unique ways there we've we got to handle it well that'll be yeah. really key for us there's so much in what you just said and i'm, I'm just flashing back and resonating and, and kind of putting myself in your shoes and i know you have a tight schedule so maybe we can kind of just finish with with this thought um going back to keeping everyone happy. Um, I was given advice one time before I became a head coach and this quote said, it's not possible. You can't make everyone happy, nor should it be your intent. And that was, uh, um, it was, the words resonated. Now applying that was much harder because you really want everyone on your team to be fulfilled. You really want everyone on your team to be growing and developing and loving being on your team and, and, uh, fulfilled in their role. And as you just mentioned, as you get better and as you get deeper, that's a challenge. And so I'm wondering, and the external noise, as you just mentioned, with um, the conference realignments and everything else, I'm wondering how frequently you address your team and or what are the best ways you're finding to keep um, your players motivated and, and driven and on point, but also managing 
the other things that are a, a way out, a, a ways out. So how often are you in front of your team? And is that your way to try to combat all that? Yeah, and what advice I, would you give any head coach that's trying to keep all that together? I think, I think first on the, you know, the, the stuff that maybe is out there in the distance for us, we, we tried to really, you know, when the season started, we, we addressed it all. You know, we said, look, we're going to new conference. This is, you know, the, our last year in the Pac-12, maybe the last year of it, period. Like there's, all right, we understand all those things. None of those things are going to have any bearing on what we do now. They can only hurt yeah. what we're doing right now if we give it attention. So yeah. it's there. Good, we got it. Like we're not talking about it anymore. We're, we're done with it. We're going to make the most of this. And I think using the motivation of, okay, well, if this is the last season, let's do everything in our power to make sure – Let's let's make it historic, right? Let's make it memorable um, and and seize the opportunity now and not worry about the opportunity later. The more challenging thing to me is the is obviously you got a lot of guys that want to play. Yeah. Uh, you got a lot of guys that 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 you know want to play significant snaps. And I think there's no easy way on that. I think the I think the two things that we've really emphasized um, that I think maybe have resonated the most are I think one you got to be really honest in the beginning about laying out this is what we are looking for how we are going to evaluate it and, and one of the things we've told our guys is look we're if if the decision's 50 50 on if we play you or not it, it's close between you and another guy like we're human like we're gonna we're gonna be right 50 percent of the time and wrong 50 percent of the time 50% of the time it's going to go your way and the other it's not. If you want to ensure you're going to play, you got to make it, you know, 90, 10, you got to make it 80, 20. We're not going to mess those up very often. We're not that bad at our job. <laughs> so it, it's, it's been, and then, and then I think really articulating here are the things that we're going to evaluate when we make those decisions, we're laying it out for you. Here it is, you know, the deal. And then at least in the end, if a guy doesn't play, he knows that we were direct and upfront with him from the very beginning about yeah. what it's going to take to play and how you're going to be evaluated. And I think that's, and then I think also, I think having an open door policy where the guys can come in and, and talk about it. Like I, I don't, we don't make it a habit of talking to like parents or people like that about playing time, but for a player that's in there competing that has a question about it or isn't doesn't understand why like they absolutely deserve to know this is like this is their life this is what they're working for yeah. and so you know we try to be very open and and try to do a good job of communicating with our guys about that and then i think the other part that you have to emphasize that we've tried to is listen the more good players we have the better chance we are going to have to win and if we win if the team wins everybody wins i yeah. mean it's you 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 win, you win big at a place like SC or a lot of these other great places out there. And the what that can do for every single person involved with this program, whether they play, whether they coach, whether they're a trainer, what I mean, anyone. I mean, you're talking about potentially one tremendous experiences, but also life changing stuff for for all the people involved. And so we've tried to, you know, really kind of push that team aspect and, and make sure that we've got leaders out in front that that is the, the number one priority. So easier said than done, as you know, but that's been our path on trying to uh, trying to address it with our team.
Really well said. And, and one of the principles that I learned early on is frustration occurs when expectations are implicit, not explicit, meaning people just don't say it and they don't say it clearly enough. And then the tone and the time they take to say it. And as you mentioned, sometimes it takes refreshers with players coming in and, and re-expressing that. And that usually limits the distortions that happen. It makes it more real. And there's, they usually leave your office with something tangible to do about it yes. um, in relation to their direction. So it's just been fun to watch so far. Really appreciate your time and, and, and your early success uh, in, a, in a really challenging and unique place. And so it's been fun to watch what's happening and how you're doing it. And just really appreciate you taking time to visit with us today. No, absolutely. Honored to talk to you guys, Bronco. You know, I think the world of you as a coach, one of the as a young coach, one of the guys I watched and followed and, and uh, tried to emulate a lot of the things that, that you've done. And so respect the heck out of you. And Brian, thanks. Thanks for the time, man. Love what you guys are doing and happy to be a part of it anytime. Well, it, it's been fantastic to have you on, Lincoln. Uh, certainly the best of success uh, moving forward there with the, with the Trojans. I, I know the schedule is going to pick up here with, with conference play uh, beginning in, in earnest for, for you guys. But uh, thrilled to have you on and appreciate it so much for, for jumping on for, for Bronco Mendenhall and for Lincoln Riley. I'm Brian Fisher. This is Head Coach You. We'll catch you again next week.